Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Amen. What an honor and a privilege to be with you all um, on this morning. Amen. God is awesome, and I think I woke up as well at five something this morning with an excitement, um, really to see what God wanted to say and what God wanted to do. And it's funny, Apostle Melody had, uh, Mama Melody, excuse me, had whispered in my ear this morning and said, you know, I really feel like we're supposed to pray over the people. And it's funny because me and my wife was talking about that. I was like, I feel like God wants us to lay hands on people and, uh, you know, and all that good stuff. So partnership, <laughs> you know, it's amazing how God just knows, of course, he knows what we need and, and, and what he wants to do upon the earth. Amen. So with that, first, I honor my spiritual parents, my parents in the faith. Amen. Apostle Steve and Apostle Melody. And just they're just incredible. They're just incredible people that, you know, they just, what you see is what you get. You know, they're just so loving and caring and all that good. And yes, it is hot. Um, but they're, they're just so incredible. So I thank God for them. Um, I thank God for the pastoral staff here, Pastor Joel and Katie and, and whoever else that I may not be able to call by name. I just thank God for each of you. And then I always save the best for last. Not saying that you guys aren't the best, but I always have to honor my wife, amen, for, for who she is. Amen. And just incredible. So let's get into what I feel like God wants to say. And really, like I said, I believe Apostle Melody was in the vein because what I'm ministering on is about influence and us coming in and piercing the very uh, darkness that the enemy has put upon the earth. So I want to really deal with that. Um, I told my wife on the way here, um, because I feel atmospheres oftentimes. I could literally feel hell pushing against us as we were coming up 81 um, to get here. And I told her, I said, I feel it, but we're going to press through. We're going to break through. Um, what I love about God is in Micah, he talks about how the breaker goes before them and he breaks through the way for us. Amen. And I really believe that that's the season and hour that we're in, um, in this particular day. Um, God's original plan, understand this, was again to pierce through darkness. And you say, well, how do you come up with that? Where'd you get that from? When I read Genesis 1, 1 through 4, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I was trying to figure out a song to sing with this, but it, it, I didn't have one. So maybe something about light or something will come. Uh, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light, saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness. So what I really, I know we hear that scripture all the time. People always read that, and they're like, oh yeah, I know that God created, you know, he, he created light. But when I really begin to really study on verses three and four, the light that we know of as like a source of light or just, you know, it's not the same light that God was talking about 
that he created at the beginning. The light, anytime you talk about light, it means the presence of knowledge or the presence of understanding. So when I, when I first heard when he said, let there be light, and he saw that the light was good, he was actually saying, let there be a knowledge of who I am upon the earth. Amen? When you, when you really study it, the, the Hebrew word for light in verses 3 and 4 is or, O-W-R, the Hebrew word. This word does not mean an object that releases light, like the sun or the moon or the stars or a lamp. Rather, it is the source of illumination, the source of being enlightened, enlightened. Amen? So when we, when, we, when we see this, God's original plan, God does not like darkness. He does not like an absence of knowledge or an absence of understanding. Does that make sense? So God's plan was let there be light. Let there be a source of information. Let there be a revelation. Again, the absence of light is ignorance or the lack of knowledge. Again, when he said, let there be light, I believe it was a prophetic creative declaration to remove the lack of knowing who he is and knowing of his kingdom, the lack of. He says, I want to now kill that thing so that people, as they come and they're birthed, into the earth, there will be a true knowledge of who I am. Amen? So then we see later on in the scripture, let me open it, in Genesis, where he actually created the sun and the moon and the stars. Amen? So it was too different. So I, I laughed about it. I said, okay, so first you say, Lord, Lord, you said, let there be light. But then later on, you created sources of light. So that's how you know there was a distinction. There was a difference of the light that God was talking about. Tell somebody we need to break through the darkness. Break through the darkness. Amen. Let me keep moving. Um, I believe that we're in a season where God is really raising up light carriers. Glory carriers. Glory, not just carrying it, Miss Loretta, because, you know, it's one thing to possess something, but it's another thing to actually release what you possess. Amen? A lot of times we have people, let's be honest, we become selfish. <laughs> I know I have a gifting from the Holy Spirit, so I'm going to keep it to myself. I know I have a knowledge of the glory of God, but I'm going to keep it to myself. But then there comes a point where it was like an old school song that says something about um, uh, something on the inside, working on the outside, and it's brought about a change in my life, and I feel better, so much better. And, and, and what that song is saying is there's something inside of me that I so refuse to hold to myself, but I want to affect change everywhere that I go. Amen? We're talking about influence. Amen. I want to influence people by introducing them to the glory and the power of his of his might. Amen. Let me ask. And, and, and you, we did it. We, we prayed. We laid hands on people to release that revival. And anytime we talk about revival, it's not just an event. That's right. It is a shift. Yes. 
it is something that causes dead things now to come back to life. Amen? So, so I, I, I'm so excited that we are called to be glory carriers, that we are called to be agents of change. Amen? When God created mankind, he thought of the original moment when earth was created, and he knew that there was darkness. He said, let me create a people in my own image. So if God had the ability to create light, that means we have the ability to to carry what he created because we were created in his image. And we're called to now release that same light that he created in verses three and four. Amen. I'm the type of preacher like like Apostle Steve that likes people to talk back to me. Because if, if you don't talk back to me, I'm like, I guess I'm not making sense. So say amen, say something, or, you know, jump around, do whatever you want to do. Amen. <laughs> Let me create a people that can illuminate my light and release my glory on the earth. Again, releasing his light will bring a greater awareness of who he is. As light carriers, we must be very alert of darkness. Amen. I must be very aware of darkness. The Bible says, I would not have you ignorant to the very devices of the enemy. Darkness is a device of the enemy. Amen. As light carriers, carriers of his light, we are called to release the power of God here on earth. One thing that I, that I recognize is that a lot of people are heaven bound, which I hope all of us are. But what happens... What, what if you make up in your mind that I don't want to wait to, till I get to heaven mm-hmm. to experience heaven? But I'm the type of person, when I wake up, I want to experience heaven. So if you're that type of person, then you must ask yourself, I'm sure there's some other people around me that probably want to totally experience heaven on earth before I even get to heaven. Yes. Amen. So, so with that being said, there should be such a fire that just burns inside of us that says, you know what, I, I'm going to totally affect change. I'm going to co- totally cause just a release of the power and the anointing of God everywhere that I go because I've been made in his image. And, 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 and when you've been made in his image, you don't walk around with an arrogance, but you do walk around in a confidence. Because I know what I possess, and I possess the kingdom of God within me. Isn't that ironic? Isn't that amazing to know that you are not just a child of God, but you carry God? How's a child of God carry God? Wow. Because he's in us. Amen. So understand this. That the enemy operates us, and, and oftentimes we don't like to talk about the enemy, the adversary. We don't like to deal with warfare. I know I, I really don't like dealing with warfare, but I've learned it's a part of my life. <laughs> it is a part of the believer's life. Amen? The enemy operates in deception, so much so that he deceives himself in believing that he is equal to our God. Can I say that again? The enemy is so deceptive, so much so that he's deceived himself in believing that he's an equal to God. Self-promotion. He promoted himself. Amen. 
So with that, God's plan on earth is to bring life and bring it more abundantly, while Satan's job is to bring the opposite, to steal, kill, and to destroy. Amen? A major misconception is that Satan and his demons, listen to this, are confined to hell. That's a misconception. A lot of times people believe, you know, Satan is in hell, and that's where he belongs, and that's what's going on. And no, the reality is no, he is not. He's operating right here in this realm. The Bible says that he's the prince of the air. He operates in the air. So with that, that means we have to pierce through him. Amen. See, I like you. We have to pierce through him. Keep it up. Give you, that's brownie points. Keep it up. Pierce through him so much so that at the end of the day, the people see the sun and not the enemy. Amen? I don't want to get stuck in this, but, but we, we hear about how Paul talks about three heavens, and I talk about this a lot, a lot lately when I've been ministering. The first heaven is kind of the realm that we operate in. The second heaven is where the enemy has been confined to, and then you have the third heaven is where uh, God operates the courts of heaven. Amen. So we have those three. So in order to, I always say this, in order to get to where God wants you to go, you always have to pass through the opposition to get what God wants you to have. Amen. So in order to really recognize my authority in Christ, I have to literally pass through the doubt that the enemy has tried to put in the atmosphere. I have to pass through the fear that the enemy has put, in, put out in the atmosphere. I have to pass through all that, get into the face of God, receive what he wants me to receive, and then come back to the earth and release it. Amen. Sorry, I'm an exciting preacher. I like to get excited. Amen. So when we begin to recognize that there are opposing forces attempting to stop the work in the progress or the progression of the kingdom of heaven and attempting to bring darkness where God has ordained light, then we will be a true force to be reckoned with. Amen. We I, I really believe in this hour that God is raising up militant people, people that says, you know what, I'm going to fight this good fight and I, I'm going to possess. Wow. The land. Not my own land, but the land that truly belongs to God. Yes. I'm going to possess what God has for me. I'm going, to, I'm going to totally come in, invade the very atmosphere that the enemy has thought was his. I'm going to invade it. Once I invade it, I'm going to overthrow the enemy. I'm going to occupy until he returns, till God returns. Amen? He is coming. Oftentimes, we allow our own perception of reality to keep us boxed in so much so that we don't tap into our full God-given ability and potential so that we can pierce through the very wiles of the enemy and bring impact to this world. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Are you an impactor? Or are you, and I said this on Facebook, are you an impactor or are you a performer? Because religion will make you look like you're doing something. But when you're truly called by God, you're such an influencer. Amen. I'm not going to look like I'm doing something. I'm going to let God do what he wants to do through me. And from that, you're going to know there's something happening. Amen. Thank you. So then, 
when we know who we are and whose we are, we begin to recognize the power that we possess. And in the end, through Christ, I love this, we always win. Thank you, Jesus. So let's talk about Satan again. They're like, Dad, he keeps talking about him. Yes, because he keeps messing with my family. He keeps messing with my ministry. He keeps messing with the things that God has called me to do. So I got to talk about him, not to give him power, but for him to recognize that I see you, but what you're trying to release will not work. So sometimes you have to recognize the opposing forces, not to give them the victory, but to let them know I have my eye on you (laughs) and it's not going to work. Amen. So then let's talk about, again, Satan and his kingdoms. The Bible says in Luke 4, 5, and 7, it says, And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment. And the devil said unto him, All this power I will give you, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore will worship me, All this will be yours. I'm talking about influencing. So when I first read this, I said, okay, Satan has really lost his mind. To take the son of God up on a high mountain and say, hey, all of this belongs to me. And because it belongs to me, if you want it, I will give you access to it. Wow. I said, he's lost it. He's totally lost his mind because the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. Everything that belongs in it, it belongs to God. So what Satan does, again, he's a deceiver. He tries to he tries to put stuff in front of us and say, hey, I'm going to give this to you if you do what I tell you to do. Forgetting that what he's trying to release to us already belongs to us through Christ. The work has already been done on the cross. So what you're trying to give me, God said, is already mine. Amen? So so, there's something about that Satan, I tell you. But I love it because the Bible says that where he belongs is actually up underneath my feet. (laughs) And anytime I recognize the position that the enemy is supposed to be in, it takes me higher in God. Amen? Because I'm going to use him to step into what God has called me to step into. Amen. It's amazing how Jesus was fasting, which means he was in a place of vulnerability. Isn't it ironic? Anytime you totally surrender to God and you're in a very, just a very open place, that's when the enemy tries to slip in and tries to block the light from coming out of your life. Amen. So he, even the son of God, he tempted the son of God. So, you know, he's going to tempt you, but tell somebody it won't work. So we see again where he's showing him the kingdoms of this world. And this is where we, we begin to teach the seven mountain mandate It's something that we, we teach a lot. Amen. Uh, the, the, the mountains that we believe God has given us to bring societal change and transformation. So I'm going to touch on that a little bit. Amen. But again, I'm going to say it again. The earth is the Lord's devil. (laughs) And if the earth is the Lord's, that means what's on this earth is his. You cannot have it. Amen. 
Anytime the enemy feels threatened, he will try to attack that which God said is yours. So even not even talking about influence, let me just take a pause here. If it's healing that belongs to you, the enemy will try to bring up lies and tell you through the doctor that you have this particular uh, symptom or, or diagnosis. Amen. That's how he works. The greatest place of purpose is your greatest place of warfare. I'm going to say that again, because that, that, that was a quote from Harold Williams, not Dr. Melody. <laughs> Moments with Mama Melody, you know. <laughs> your greatest place of influence is going to be the place where the enemy tries to rock your world. Does that make sense? It, can, I, can I use this? And my, She'll get me later. My wife will get me later. My wife has had so many prophetic words about you carry healing in you. You have a healing ministry. So guess what the enemy does? He's been messing with her health. Amen? Uh, 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 it's so funny. I, I received prophetic words about God is going to use you um, in the marketplace in a wonderful way. And it's like, why so much warfare? Every time I walk into the office. One day I had, uh, no, I'm not going to say it, we're recording. But um, <laughs> I was going to say something. But, you know, where God has placed you, and I'm kind of going way down on the bottom of my notes, but where God has placed you is a place where the enemy is trying to dethrone you. Wow, that's so good. Let me, let, let's go here. Daniel 4, 417. I'm almost done, I promise. Oh, I got a lot of time. Woo. I love it. I know. <laughs> Daniel 4, 17. It says, to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men, and he gives it to whomsoever he will and sets it up over it to the basest of men or the lowest of men. So when I was reading that, I said, God, what do you, you ever read something you're like, okay, you took me to the scripture, but what does it mean? So of course you got to always go back a little bit and then read up to that story. So when I, when I was reading it, it was actually Nebuchadnezzar, the king, amen? And he had had a dream, y'all okay, y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> he had had a dream, and within that dream, he saw this tree, and this tree grew so large that it, it was able to, listen to this, touch the heavens. It was so big that it touched the heavens. And, and that tree represented Nebuchadnezzar. And he was excited at the beginning of that dream. Because he's like, yes, I'm about to be, I'm really going to influence for my kingdom but what I loved about it was later on in the dream, see, you got to be careful what you dream. The tree was cut down. Because anyone knows Nebuchadnezzar, he was always trying to get people to follow him and follow his gods and all this stuff. So he was gaining influence in the wrong way. And anytime you try to gain influence in the wrong way or in the wrong spirit or the wrong motivation, you will be cut down. So with this, 
he goes to David and says, hey, David, can you interpret this dream? Daniel, can you interpret this dream? And Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar already knew what the dream meant. You know how you dream something or you receive something prophetically and you're like, but I need someone to confirm it or affirm me. He was hoping that, D that Daniel was going to say something different. Like, oh, yeah, that means, you know, whatever. But no, the reality was God was giving a message that I'm in control of the kingdoms of this world. And I have the power to put, into, put people into position and levels of influence that I want to. He even said, even to the point where I'll take the lowest of men and raise them up. What does that mean? Prophetically, I declare and decree that God is going to begin to take people that have been in the background to the forefront. He's going to begin to take those that feel like they've been at the bottom up to the top, not for their own personal gain, but for a greater influence of his kingdom. Amen. Keep going. God says in this hour, I'm looking for a people that will partner with me. Let me just take this with me. That will partner with me, that will just totally partner with me for there to be an influence in religion, family, education, government, media, media arts and entertainment, and business. And one thing that I recognize is, uh, Papa Steve, is that we focus so much on the local church that we forgot that God called us to totally pierce through every society, every, every, every ability, every platform. He said, I want to give it to my people. So we've done a great job with taking care of religion for the most part. Sunday services, doing the mundane things, you know, in and out, you know, but, but what about the other areas of society that I want you to pierce your light through. I love this. So we're called not to just, just to be tongue-talking people. <laughs> you know, just, oh, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, and that's it. But we're called to go into every area that God has given us access to and tell somebody and shine a light. To shine his light. Shine a light, shine a light. <laughs> he's called us I believe God is really setting up people as pioneers yeah. and influencers within their families I believe families are going to begin to come to God through us amen only three people want their, their family saved <laughs> only three people in here no I'm just kidding I believe that we're going to begin to be set up even in the educational realm. It's, it's so crazy that, um, I don't know if y'all know, but in West Virginia, our schools have been on strike. Our teachers have said, we're done. We're not doing this no more. You're not paying us what we deserve. Yeah, they've been on strike. Last two days, and they were supposed to return back tomorrow. Then we got the email, text messages, and the Facebook um, posts that they're closed again Monday. So we need some influencers to be able to go in. Not just go in and just say, We're, we've come in the power of God. But sometimes you, God will send you into a, to a place to be a background 
um, influencer. My best time of influence in the realm that God has called me into, not just ministry, but the business that I, that I run, is I get to go into a conference room by myself, shut a door, and prophesy, and speak in tongues, and pray, and intercede that it's going to shift in our favor. Amen? So sometimes God may not give you a straight-up in-your-face position where you could just be like, we're going to do this. We're going to. Sometimes God says, no, I'm raising up a people that know how to pray and break through darkness, and you'll begin to see the results. Yep. Amen? How, how, let me ask you this. I'm going to make sure you're awake. I don't want to make people sleepy. How many people want to be an influencer? An influencer, like truly an influencer for God. That's one of our, our core values of this ministry. I want to be a person of influence. And again, when you get to a place, I don't know why I just heard this, but God says when you get to a place of totally crucifying yourself, he said that's when I can use you to influence others. Only I like that one. When I crucify my flesh, I crucify myself and let God live totally inside of me, that's when we'll begin to see a true kingdom revival. Come on, people. Come on. How many people want to just totally take territory for God? Amen. Amen. Keep going. Praise God. So we talked about Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar. This is my favorite scripture. And it talks about how the earth is eagerly waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. I don't know why I just felt such a heaviness of God's glory when I said that. He's looking for sons and daughters that know that they've been birthed for a greater cause and a greater purpose that will totally infiltrate the systems that the enemy has set up. Understand this, that the enemy works through principalities and powers <laughs> and all this other stuff that I don't even need to call out. Y'all know. Demonic forces trying to push back the light of God. But there's something about when the manifestation of sons begin to show up on the scene, the enemy has to literally back off. He has to back off. How many believe you're a son of God or a daughter of God? Same thing, son. That's all, y'all. Amen. So with that, are you willing to pay the price? You say, well, what's the price? Just obedience. Be obedient. Even though I say just be obedient, that's a big thing. (laughs) Just be obedient. Hear and obey. Amen. So when we talk again about the, the seven mountains, it's really to, to connect the kingdom of heaven into, again, society. And the scripture says, go ye therefore making disciples. That's what it says. If, if you think about that, why are we making disciples? Is it just so, again, so we go, say we're going to heaven, I'm going to wear the golden, I'm going to get the golden crown, I'm going to wear a nice white robe, and all that stuff that people say. Or is it, no, I'm, I'm, I've become a disciple so that I can reproduce discipleship 
So then other disciples can then be raised up. And then, well, why are we raising up all these disciples? To take dominion. Yes. Does this make sense? Yes. To take dominion. That's why God is raising you up. That's why he birthed you. Did you know, it's so funny when people say, I'm going to do my own thing. It's all about me, and this is what I want to do. Did you forget you were created for his purposes? Yes, yes there's, there's this thing called free, you know, free will. Yeah, but eventually you're like, okay, I, I really got to do what God wants me to do. Because I want to see success, not personal success, kingdom success. And guess what? If I'm focused on kingdom success, I'll get my personal success. Amen. Amen. I got excited there. So God is saying, I'm raising up a people that will totally concentrate on influencing the very systems within not just America, but the whole world. God has given us even access to nations to take the kingdom right there where they are. Amen. I believe that the saints of God, I think I said this, I'm going to say it again, are being promoted and shifted into new and even greater opportunities, not, again, here we go, I don't know why I keep saying this, not for personal gain, but for kingdom influence. I'm definitely got to close here because I do want to minister to a couple. I already said that. I don't need to say that. Amen. I love that. Let's say it again. <laughs> I'll say it again. It, the place that you're being attacked is your greater place of your greatest place of influence. Maybe that's the key right there. The place of attack is normally the place that God has you to do something big for him. But why do I always feel beat up? Why am I always getting beat down? Why would I take one step forward? It feels like I get pushed six steps back. Does that ever happen to anybody? Probably because God has given you access, but the enemy is saying access denied. But when you have what they call, I think it's called faith. And you allow your faith to totally overtake your fear. My God. Then you're able to walk through the doors that God has called you to walk through, that when you walk into a room, I like when we sing that song, when you walk into a room, everything changes. It, it, there's something about that, that not just when the king of glory walks into the room, but when the sons of the king of glory walk into a room, everything begins to shift. Uh, just last week, we, we were ministering, and, and, and there were several physical healings that took place. And I said, God, why? He said, because my sons have showed up. So, so, so we're talking about society change. Sometimes, Lord, we just need some just, just level on this ground level flow. Lord, we just need you to show up mightily. And he says, you know what? I am going to show up mightily, Miss Loretta, but I need you to show up on my behalf. Because I don't do anything on the earth unless I first do it through a vessel or vessels. See, I'm getting excited. Sorry, camera lady. <laughs> Let's try to stay still. <laughs> but there's just something no, to know that God picked, hand-picked us. Can I, can I just be, let me, let me be selfish for a second. I don't do this often, but I'm be selfish. It's something to know that God picked you. 
Say he, tell somebody, he picked me because I'm his favorite. He picked me because I'm his favorite. Sorry, Katie, I'm still doing it. He picked me. I must just stay right here. He picked me because I'm his favorite. And because I'm his favorite, Miss Loretta, I can release the favor of God on the earth. That's amazing because I'm his favorite. When you begin to see yourself how God sees you, the mountains that he's given you won't look so big. That's so good. See, y'all know I come up in Pentecostal churches. I I was about to dance. (laughs) I was about to just let it loose right there. When you recognize the potential and the power that you so possess, the things that look so big don't even look big anymore because the God that I serve is way bigger. And when, and let me say this, and when you begin to walk through these big doors and people's like, I don't, I'm I'm fearful. I don't know if I can walk through this door. Walk through that door because God will meet, God has already went before you and he'll meet you on the other side of that door. Walk through because, and you say, well, why do I have to walk through? Because you're an influencer. You're a pioneer. Plow through because there's a great and mighty move of God. In your obedience, there's a great and mighty move of God when you step out where it seems like there's nothing, but you step out anyways. You're like, I don't even see the floor, but I'm going to go ahead and step and hopefully I don't fall. He's got you. I declare and decree that we're in a season where God says, I'm going to make you fall proof. You will not fall in this. You will succeed to do what I've called you to do, and you will have the victory. At the end of the day, why do we have to influence? Why do we have to do all this? Because we are called to be colonizers. We're called, sorry, anyone that saw Black Panther, that's why I said that. But we're called, <laughs> colonizer, we're, we're called to make earth look like heaven. That's a huge responsibility, but somebody's got to do it. And I'm so glad that we're giving light. See, they're cutting up over here. I'm so glad. And so let me say this in my closing. I studied Elizabethville. What what does Elizabethville mean? Because it it all all works together. And Elizabethville, y'all already know, I know. But it's the star of the valley. It means a star. Stars give out light. And then think about the valley. A lot of times when people experience valley experiences, it's normally a low, dark place. Not saying that this is, because y'all have come and brought the light. But just think about us. Just think about what God wants to do through us and recognize we're superstars in him. That's good. We are totally superstars in him. Amen? Praise God. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We exalt your name. You are so worthy. Father, thank you for choosing us to carry out a kingdom mandate. We cannot move forward in our own strength, but we can move forward totally in dependence on you. Thank you for this day. Oh, thank you. Thank you, God, for this day.
we glorify you. Wow. Be lifted high. Because as your scripture says, as you're lifted up, all men will be drawn unto you. Father, we lift you up and we thank you that you're exalting your people, not again in pride, but you're exalting them in the spirit. And from this, people will be totally changed. Thank you, God, for these change agents. Thank you, God. Let's pray. Can we just pray in the spirit again? Just a few more moments. We push through the forces of evil. We push through darkness right now. We declare and decree your light to shine. Just shine through. Right through, right through, right through. The plan of the enemy, shine right through. <laughs> Thank you, God. Shine right through, Lord. Shine right through. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the lady right here in the purple. What's your name again? Yes, you. Yeah, Cheryl gave me a big hug when I walked in, so I was like, I got a minister. <laughs> um, I don't know what you do by profession. Don't tell me. Um, but I heard the father say that he's given you the ability to make people over. <laughs> and I see it in the natural, but I also see it in the spiritual. He says, I'm giving her an ability to, to really see people who they are for where they are, but also to see them even greater for where I'm taking them. So the father says, as you're, he says, as you're naturally making people over, God says there's a spiritual component with this. And I declare and decree, wow, even in that business, I declare and decree favor because it's not just a business, it's a kingdom business. So we thank you, Lord God, for the call on this mighty one. It's like a marketplace, like, and I'm not trying to call people put people into positions, but it's like that marketplace, like evangelist. And, it's, and the Lord says, because you share the love of Christ. And, and it's so funny. I heard God say, it's like the, the, the reputation of the type of business that you're in is like a gossip type thing. That's the reputation like um, type thing. I don't know. But God says, you've totally broken that reputation. Or stigma that people put on those type of, I guess, hairdressing type deal. And God says, because of that, my daughter, I'm so, oh, my God. He said, she's so moved in compassion for people. And because of that, God says, I'm so honoring your heart. And I'm so bringing favor to this business. So, Father, we thank you for Cheryl. We thank you, Lord God, for, Wow. We thank you that even personal desires are totally coming in alignment with the will of God. God's going to make some things, some desires that you have just totally be made, made a way for. So we thank you for it. And Father, I thank you for this man of God. I can't leave him out. I thank you, Lord God, for who he is. Wow. And it's kind of like... I, Thank you, Jesus. It's like that Goliath. 
that would try to come. I just feel, really feel like God is giving you an ability to throw the stones in the spirit realm and really hit the enemy right where he, where he needs it, where, <laughs> where he deserves it. So Father, I thank you for your son, for this warrior. That's what I really feel, like a warrior for the battle of the Lord. And Father, I thank you, God, for, for just causing him to increase in everything that he puts his heart and mind and spirit to do. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. What's, what's the young lady's name? Is it Danielle? What's? No. Diana. Hallelujah. Um, I really feel like even for you, Diana, that number one, he says that her passion for ministry and her passion for souls and her passion, it's just like that igniting fire within you. The Lord says, my daughter, that this is just the beginning. This trip here was just the beginning. And I really feel like it's kind of like you jumping off trains and planes and everywhere else. God says he's going to begin to just cause you to go and release the heart of the king. Wow. Release the heart of the king. And the Lord says the heart of the king is so important to you because even in some situations, your heart was broken. But the heart of the king totally caused you to be totally made whole. And in this, wow. It's like as if like the Lord would just put a map before you and say, now, daughter, where do you want to go next? You're going to literally pinpoint and you're going to think it's just you saying you want to go to these places, but it's going to totally line up with where God wants you to go. I'd, wow. Mm. So, Father, we bless her. I, I got to move. But, Lord, we bless her. We thank you. And I see you on. I, I just see it's like I see her face and I hear her voice. I see her face on like media deals, but I hear her voice. And I even like, what's those things like talk overs or whatever they call it? I just, voiceovers. I just, I feel like God is just going to totally open you up even in a, in a media realm. And in it, you're going to again release that heart of God. So we thank you for Diana and for what you're doing in her life. In Jesus' name. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Whew. Hallelujah. Just a few more moments. If anyone, I know we, I don't know if we did, but if anyone just needs a healing from the Lord, and normally I know we call on the words of knowledge and all that, but if you <laughs> just straight up say, this is my issue. <laughs> Just for a moment, and, and you may not feel comfortable, and that's fine, but if you feel like you just want someone to touch and agree with you concerning your healing, amen. Cheryl, come on up. Okay. Amen. Yeah, and, yeah anyone that wants prayer for healing, just come. She, she sparked it, and we'll, <laughs> we'll go from there. But if anyone needs physical healing, Hallelujah. So right now, if I were to ask you, see, I, I do know the, the healing ministry protocol. <laughs> if we were to ask you the pain level, 
that you're currently experiencing? What would you, maybe a five, okay? Hallelujah. And you said it's like right in, in the right area? Shoulder blade, maybe? Okay. So, Father, we thank you. Lord God, for your power, your anointing, your grace for healing. Father, we release your power. As I lay my hands, it's not, a, it's not my hands that does the work. It's your, your hands that does the work. It's just that I'm linking my faith with her faith, touching and agreeing that this struggle, that this pain would go in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, we declare and decree that the pain would go now in the name of Jesus. We speak resurrection power over her body. We declare it to be done in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So if we were to ask you now, what do you feel the pain is? Really, I couldn't put my head down. Praise God. Amen. Give me a five. Amen. Praise God. 